back with a good one today. I've got my homeboy Dakota from West Brooks, uh, one of the more requested people that has been on the podcast in the past. I'm glad to have him back. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about slasher movies and wrestling gimmicks, but before we get into it, what's up, Dakota? What's up? Let's get it. I'm feeling very <laughs> moist right now. Yeah, that's the way you want to do is moist. That's the best way to feel is moist. Great start to the podcast. If we can say moist four times in the first 30 seconds, we're doing something right. Um, <laughs> I, I brought you on for this particular episode because your your whole thing with music is kind of a mystery. Like the way you shoot videos and the way your music tells stories kind of reminds me of a wrestling character almost in itself like you have this mysterious aura about you was that a planned thing i don't know but i'm built from parts unknown so <laughs> which is also a wrestling <laughs> thing so you get closer and closer you might as well just put the tights on at this point and start suplexing people <laughs> so <laughs> if you need I, a manager, I used to hang out with pat tanaka he, he showed me how to do leg drops so i'm ready oh, to go yes yes just don't break your back spinal and we'll be all right <laughs> so I, I I had this idea because I've been watching Territory Wrestling the last couple of days. And if you know me, you know I know nothing about wrestling pre-1993. So I decided this last month that I would educate myself and have started watching Georgia Championship Wrestling, Mid-South, and WCCW. And yesterday I got my first uh, glimpse of the Great Kabuki, which is essentially a character that is shrouded in mystery um did you see oscar when she shot the mist on her hands and won the title the other night uh not the other night but i know she's been doing that spot recently so that is a great kabuki special he is a very early component of the mist but he would shoot it on his hands and he would use it that way which is so fucking cool but he also has this hold where he goes up under your arms and like squeezes your inner chest. And it, it does it like it's kind of hokey. Don't get me wrong. But wrestling is supposed to be hokey. And that's the Brutal. great thing about these types of characters where if it can be hokey and it can still be a realistic because he's billed as this guy that's like nobody knows who he is or what he is. So he's like squeezing your organs essentially from the side. And this guy that he's wrestling I saw last night is just screaming in pain as he's squeezing the sides of his Your chest. innards are being rearranged. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's kind of like terrifying in a way. You know what I mean? And that's when I kind of got off the idea of like, man, these types of gimmicks are underused. Like, I, of course, with kayfabe being the way it is, it's harder to sell a gimmick like this like give the example of bray wyatt i was just about to get into that <laughs> it's very very hard to sell these types of gimmicks and like i'm sure you have thoughts on him and he's kind of made his way into being a little bit of a diva lately but what do you think on that is there any way to make this work nowadays uh yes but uh you got to be really careful with it and you know like you said not get too hokey with it you know because bray wyatt was a really good character concept but in certain aspects i don't know if the execution was always the best at times so provided you take away the last couple matches of the fiend <laughs> i thought that that was one of the more interesting characters like this that we've had in the last decade or so because it did feel legitimately scary the promos were feel, amazing <laughs> oh so good and when he showed up it felt like you knew that there was going to be somebody tore apart. Like, and even like his Firefly matches, the gimmick of the Firefly match, 
is something that while I don't like all of it, it really does work to a degree. And I think there is a place for that. It, it, it harkens me back to those early 90s slasher movies almost where the suspense is there, but it's not dedicated to chopping someone's Achilles off. We've I think they should have a- just humanized them a bit. What do you mean? Uh, just make uh, like make it less uh, supernatural in a sense, I guess. Well, to me, that's what they did with the current version of Bray Wyatt. And that's why I felt like I got so bored for it from it so fast because it felt like every week he'd come out and try to reason with you on why he was doing this. Like, hey, I'm not a bad guy. I've just got tendencies that I can't really control. And like, I don't know if it's like that with most of the slasher films nowadays because I haven't been watching them as much. But most of the time in these types of movies or with these types of characters, these dudes are just crazy dudes. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. I mean, obviously, Jason and Michael Myers have their own backstories, but like, they're not normal <laughs> and they're not so, going to try to tell you that they're normal. Like when they first started Bray Wyatt's return, it started really good at first. Like uh, that return entrance, like the crowd was going nuts for it, but yeah, it just fell off soon after. Like with that uh, uh, pitch black match with LA Knight. I love that. I'll be the only you one like standing that. on a hill. But so listen, here's the thing. Like it's, it's like a bad movie. Like the match wasn't great, but the idea was great. And I will always support originality. So whenever I see something that I've never seen before, I'm always like, all right, like, could it have been executed better? Yes, of course it could have been executed better. They could have let LA Knight win. Uh, They could have given LA Knight more offense. Also, I hate the spot with Uncle Howdy at the end. Oh, that was, uh, yeah. (laughs) But, like, uh, there was a lot to like about that, too. Like, the aesthetic of a blacklight match. All right, the intrigue was there before the match. Like, I was like, this could be different. But then after I was watching, I was like, I don't know. If this well, he, he looked absolutely terrifying. So, I mean, up until, you know, they got into the meat and bones of the match, I was in. Like, that's why I don't want to be so quick to throw it out the back door. And there's been stuff of The Fiend that I have been very, very critical to. Like, everybody loved that John Cena Firefly Funhouse match. I hate it. See, I, I was entertained by that. So, to me, there was no wrestling in that match. Like I, right. I, I get the cinematic. idea. Yeah, I get the idea of a cinematic match, and like it's cool, it's fine. But like at the same time, I was kind of pissed because I want to see John Cena wrestle, and he didn't wrestle. Yeah. So for me, that was a miss, and that's the reason. But like at the same time, I understand why there is a place for that in wrestling, and I get why people like that. It just wasn't for me. Necessarily. Something else to note is like I can't take a wrestling match seriously. Where it has um, like Mountain Dew logos plastered all over it. Oh, so <laughs> I can't do you're it. Not a, I'm so I'm super into capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was actually hoping the next round would be the Chester Cheeto Funhouse match, and there would just be Cheetos all over. I bet the you love that recent WrestleMania, right? With all <laughs> they had the fucking cereal and. Oh, I'm in. I, I'm pretty sure they had in. another uh, thing. <laughs> What was it, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Explosion? Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. I love that shit. More money, more money, man. You're always going to get me on some of that. I love people making money. Let them have it, bro. Fuck it. Capitalists <laughs> always win, man. Always. Especially Dirty in Dom the WWE. Paper. I'm waiting for them to bring out the Takis, uh, the Takis Inferno match next. See, I, well, there's a tie-in right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I but as Light far as like these... Fire. 
these types of gimmicks, like we have a lot of different options to go for. Like you think about like, you know, you could do Papa Shango or you could do earlier when we were discussing, you discussed the boogeyman. Like there are tons of options where this works. You know what I mean? One of my greatest memories of seeing the boogeyman was that you remember that Miz match where he popped out of the table on like a plate. His head was on a plate. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Scary as fuck, but also cool. <laughs> you know thing. what I mean? So Boogeyman, I don't think he ever came off as hokey to me. Uh, it's so I don't think it did either. But it was because he wasn't in a position of power. They never tried to push the Boogeyman. He was always just wandering around doing what he wanted. Don't don't focus all your attention on him, but remember that he's there. And I think that's why it was right. special, and it wasn't. A kind of it got to the point where it was lame because with Bray it's like every week you see him every week he comes out with his, his little thing and his sad face and oh I'm sorry guys I hurt somebody else and it's just like <laughs> at some point it's like I don't care like just wrestle somebody or don't wrestle somebody you know what I mean like there's plenty of people on this show that need TV time and I don't have seven minutes every single week on Smackdown to listen to you tell me the same thing that's just me. I think they could have added more intrigue with Uncle Howdy, though. Like, it was, like, really cool at first, and then I just felt like it didn't really go anywhere soon enough. Well, the spot was ruined when he jumped off that off that entrance. Like, that, that ruined the did not help anything. of him completely. And, like, I think it killed the character, if I'm being honest. Because I don't... It's not like they haven't tried to bring him back to TV. Like, they've tried three or four times, and Bray Wyatt's just been like, I don't want to come back. So, I mean, at this point, what are you going to do? You can't force the guy to work if he doesn't want to. You know what I mean? Isn't isn't he, like, sick or something? So I was told that they tried to bring back the Fiend, and he told them he didn't want to do the Fiend again. So he's not interested in portraying the Fiend anymore. And, I again, I could have... Been miss I could have been Ballsack Sports and I could have read that on a an account that wasn't a real account, you know what K-Fame I mean? News. Like, yeah, one of those. It's like uh WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, w- I was told that he he has been very, very uh loud and that he doesn't want to do the fiend anymore. Which I kinda get it because I'm sure the criticism that comes with being the fiend is probably overwhelming. Uh, it it can be controversial at times. That's for sure. I all also though. I think I'm the only one in this camp. I love the Randy Orton match. Maybe like uh... one of my favorite things <laughs> he's ever done. And it might be because like I have like special memories tied to that match. But I love the way that looked. Like it looked fucking cool. Where, where he set him on fire, it just looked cool. And sometimes in wrestling, when they try to do stuff like that, it just doesn't work. Like. The exploding barbed wire death match in AEW. Like, there are times where you try to go all the way, and sometimes it just doesn't work for you. And I felt like that did work. Like, it it hurt the Fiend's character, but in the ideas of a single standalone match, it was beautiful. The Burnt Fiend, uh, it was a really badass look. I thought so cool. I thought so, too. I thought it was a nice way to keep something going that had kind of gotten stale. So, yeah. I mean, we could also go into, like, Undertaker and Kane, though, too. Like, a couple of brothers, both kind of scary. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, what do you... What, is there anybody else? Like, I know that you, you you, probably are... Are you an Undertaker guy or a Kane guy? Because I feel like you take one or the other. 
See, I, I'm uh, in the minority camp, and I am more of a Kane guy. Why and is I that? I feel that's a bit controversial. I, I thought Kane, he uh, he had a, a much cooler look to me with you know the mask and everything, and his his debut. That's that's a whole other story. Oh, but great, I always felt like debut. Kane was kind of underappreciated. Like people didn't really. He was just kind of like a, a background to the Undertaker, and I I never saw it that way. So my problem with Kane is. While the beginning of Kane is really, really great, the back half of Kane, they did a lot of, like, random stuff with him. He became, like, a player. And it didn't feel like The Undertaker ever <laughs> was like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, hey, let's stick him with Daniel Bryan. And not that I, I, didn't I do like agree with, with what you're saying, but they should have booked him differently at times. <laughs> right. And, like, and it's not like I have a problem with Team Hell No. And, but it's like, when we're looking at this from the lens of, like, scary wrestling characters or, or mysterious wrestling characters it takes away the mystique of kane if he's out there you know doing backstage segments or go fuck yourself it's just like you know what i mean like it's you just could also less... make the argument that uh coming out to limp biscuit isn't very scary also though he was done <laughs> with the undertaker like he was trying very hard to move on from the undertaker imagine oh, doing something get off so my yard. great like something so great that people continually make you do it. Like he tried to get so far away from that character. He's like, let me just uh, roll up on a bike and wear a bandana and I'll rock do it, out. Man. They just slapped it back on him. Great, uh, <laughs> great WrestleMania performance by the boys in the biscuit, though. <laughs> crack at it, crack at it. Great. The stuff. Undertaker's got to keep rolling, rolling, rolling with that fucking dead man gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> now a word from our sponsors. Whether you're new in town or have been here for a while, we'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to show us some love. From liking and subscribing on YouTube to leaving a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, anything and everything helps. You can also interact with us on Facebook and YouTube's community tab. We want your feedback for future episodes. Just search for Jada Rasslin on your favorite platform and let us know your thoughts. Last but not least, we have merch for sale on ProWrestlingTees.com. I love that though. Like, I, so I guess I'm also a little bit on Team Undertaker because, man, that dude was athletic for his size. There ain't nobody oh. like that. I don't think. Like, I don't think I've ever Perfect. seen anyone, anyone like that. Perfect horror character that was done right in WWF. I should say at the time, dude, Mankind. Great, great character and we got to give that's just Mick though. Like Mick knew what he was doing. And I saw an interview the other day. Have you ever seen that Kane Dewey ECW promo for mankind? The, uh, well, I've seen some of his, uh, like ECW promos where he's like, Which one uh, was it though? it's the one where he's talking about people, how love hardcore wrestling. And he's like the anti hardcore guy, essentially. So he's oh, talking okay. yeah, about yeah, yeah. it's it's a, a very emotional promo though, where he just gets really really in depth into his character. And I saw a clip of Paul Heyman doing one of those one man show the other day, and he was talking about it. And he was like, he asked me, he said, "What's the limit? Like, what can't I do on ECW? Like, what are the boundaries?" And he goes, "Boundaries? There are none. Do whatever you." <laughs> I want. literally just watched the same video <laughs> a few days ago. <laughs> Paul Heyman, man. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you had talent like Stone Cold, and you're just not going to do anything with them. Hey, nobody nobody knew, though. (laughs) To their credit, nobody had ideas. 
Like it's really jarring going back watching old clips of uh, Steve Austin with hair. He was good in the Hollywood Blondes, though. Like he was good then too. But like it's always hard to tell. Like when someone's not a main event character, if they're going to be a main event character. Like I did this angle a couple weeks ago where I tried to get rid of tag team wrestling as a whole. My idea is that you essentially can break apart every tag team and one of them will be successful in a singles run. There's going to be a Michaels and there's going to be a Janetti in every tag team in every tag team. So it, it kind of, it fired up a lot of people and a lot of people were very upset because tag team wrestling is very popular, but like sometimes it's, if you look at the Hollywood Blondes, for example, I wouldn't have picked Steve over Brian back then. But then again, I wouldn't put Brian in a in a Janetti sense ever. Right. But Austin so, is obviously the star now. Yeah. But it didn't feel like he was the star back in the Hollywood then, Blondes. Yeah, I see what so you're saying. 100%. I, like that's like it's 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 a game of destiny and it's a game of chance. Like people always say, you take your destiny into your own hands, but. Destiny is never is just you can't destiny decides its own fate. You know what I mean? So it's a game of who's going to be the bigger star. And I'm sure people are good at it, but it's always a guessing game. It's always like that. So while we're on this subject of uh, slasher movies and wrestling characters, what are your three favorite antagonists? If you had to choose three of them, who would be your top three for slasher movies? Okay, so. Uh, the first one that comes to mind, it's kind of like a no-brainer, is Freddy Krueger. Uh, you know, he's a horror icon that has a uh, personality. Like, all right, so hypothetically, let's say Krueger was in the wrestling world. He can cut a promo. Yeah, but he also is kind of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> what he do just you mean does shit. He does shit in dreams. Like, Bray Wyatt is in another realm, another universe attacking people. Okay, okay. So that's essentially exactly what Freddy Krueger is. Like, he's just Bray Wyatt. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's no there's no rhyme saying, or reason like, to who to how effective he would be in a wrestling ring. Man, he would carve a mic up though. Woo. I'm just saying, like if you're taking like all the horror icons and you and like hypothetically, since we're talking wrestling, like we put him in a wrestling scenario, like you know, Freddie's gonna he's gonna be the guy that's gonna get over with the crowd. He's the best on the. I microphone. I don't see Jason cutting promos. He's the know? best on a microphone. I I got one that I think could stand up to him, but I'll wait until I get to my three because I don't know if he's technically a slasher, to be honest. So, well, it's a debatable thing. Like all three of mine are like, are they slasher movies or aren't they slasher movies? So what do you what else? Well, here, you wait, so g- give me give me one of yours real quick because I so want to know what my boundaries are. Here. My first one was Leprechaun. He's, okay, <laughs> he's a slasher. Like he kills people through every movie, one after another. Right? Is that considered a slasher movie or is that a revenge movie? I would, no, I guess I would put him in the slasher category. It's kind of that idea. Like so, to me, a slasher movie. I guess you probably need a weapon that, of choice if you're a slasher because Freddy's got the claws. You know, Jason's got the... Is it a machete? Is that what we'd call it? So hypothetically speaking, if they're using their bare fists, are they not part of the club? I So that's why I, th- I think the Leprechaun might get disqualified here because he doesn't really do a whole lot of weaponry. This is a debate right here. <laughs> I, 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 good podcasting, though. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, somebody's got to give us the answer. Uh, well, I'll just let you decide. You're the master of this. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fists can be a deadly weapon. All right. So we'll we'll throw them in. Who you got? 
Oh, God. Uh, I don't even know if this is, like, one of my favorite horror icons, but I don't know. I, f- I feel like Chucky could uh, he'd be good. Yeah, for sure. He doesn't... He doesn't really... Is he strong, though? Like, is there any way that he has ever been crafty other than Listen. using his brain? Like, he's a smart dude, and he's really good at adapting and getting out of situations. Like, he's almost been killed, what, ten times in those movies? And somehow always escapes except for the dryer. Chucky would flourish in AEW because his match would be a spot fest. He's like a small guy. He's going to be doing yeah, that's like, some fair. crazy stuff. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be uh, doing some like uh, poison ranas. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, to the outside, that's fair. I like that. <laughs> Bunch of flips. I kind of see. Uh, I kind of see Chucky as a uh, like a uh, John Moxley. He loves blood. He oh, loves man. it. He Getting wants color to every match, every single match. There's never a Chucky movie that he comes out unscathed. Never. <laughs> every one of those other guys, it almost feels like they can't be hurt. Like Michael Myers and Jason. These dudes just are undead and cannot be hurt. There is a weakness to that when it comes to wrestling, though. Yeah. The weakness is if you can if you can put them outside the ring and you can incapacitate them, they are not getting back in the ring in a 10 count. Nah. Neither one of them are fast. They're very, very slow. So the trick yeah. is you have to just basically, like, bury them with the stairs and all the tables you can find under the ring. Just put as much stuff on them that makes them slower. Like, they'll obviously get out. But it's going to take him a while to remove 17 chairs and tables from top of him. And he, Jason might not make it back into the ring. <laughs> he's he's kind of slow. Let, slow. Hey, they're one of the Jasons runs, but that wasn't actually Jason. It was the copycat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's imposter. Yep. So, I have a question. All right. Does Jack Torrance count as a slasher? I don't know him. Oh, okay. Uh, that's uh, The Shining. No, no, that's not him that's doing it. So to me, he gets hey, he's chasing people with an axe. Yeah, but he's it's not him. Like he's isn't he like he's basically losing his mind, right? Yeah, he's going a little crazy. And the house is the one causing it, or the hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So I don't consider him to be a slasher because to me, a slasher is like, all right, listen, I've got a mission. I'm going to carry out my mission. Like with Jason, it's like my mission is to make sure nobody under the age of 17 has sex. <laughs> that is, that is uh, right. He's for, for, uh, enforcing that very, uh, <laughs> very much over the years. So we got him. And then with Leprechaun, it's like, all right, listen, like you took my gold. You're going to have to die. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that's the rules. Like you took something that doesn't belong to you. Therefore, you're going to die. Or I really, really love Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead is essentially a demon that he he gets brought back to life, but the guy brings him back to life because these assholes ran over his son with a motorbike. <laughs> so this is a revenge demon. He's just wants revenge. Like, that's his whole job. Okay, you summon me back to life. What do you want? He's like a genie of revenge. Yes. So I every one of the slashers, I feel like there's a purpose behind exactly what they do. With Chucky, the interesting thing there is, though, what is his motive? It just uh. seems like Chucky <laughs> likes to kill people. Like, it doesn't seem like there's a reason why he's killing people. Because wasn't he like a serial killer that his, and then bo- he got his, his essence soul was, into a doll? Yeah, his soul was put into a doll. So he's yeah. essentially just a killer for fun. Yeah. But... Every one of 
then you get into the idea that with slasher films, you have to include Scream. And what's what's Ghostface's motive? He wants uh, to be famous. That's what Ghostface's <laughs> motive is. See, he's got one too. He wants to be famous. He wants Does to Patrick be Bateman from American Psycho count as a slasher? That's the same as to me as The Shining. That's someone who, well. No, he's just straight up crazy. Yeah, okay. As soon as I said it, I was like, man, there really isn't a reason why he kills people, though, except for that he just does. He just, he really loves capitalism. <laughs> Everybody I mean, he's does. chasing people around naked with a chainsaw. I think he should be thrown in the uh, in the conversation. He killed Jared Leto. He's, he's one of my picks. In. As soon as he killed Jared Leto, he earned his spot. <laughs> now, so he comes out to Huey Lewis in the news. If we're putting out Bateman into er, Bateman, if we're putting out Patrick Bateman into this, he might win the wrestling match. Like he's the smartest one of any of these people by far. Let's book Patrick Bateman versus Derek Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, is that Psycho? No. Uh, all right. So Derek Bateman was a uh, EC3's name when he was in NXT. <laughs> Holy shit! What a yeah. throwback. <laughs> And I should also mention that Cody Rhodes basically had a Patrick Bateman gimmick when he was uh, dashing. Oh, I didn't. I so I never even watched that before. I never go got back and know. watch those old promos. He's got like the face masks and stuff. He's like peeling it off. Dashing it's like, Cody dude, Rhodes, it's straight up Patrick Bateman. I'm gonna have to check that out, man. <laughs> see, we could have included him in this podcast, but I am woefully unprepared as always. <laughs> I think EC3 would win. <laughs> What, against Patrick Bateman? Yeah. <laughs> no, EC3 ain't ready for the chainsaw. Like, I know he likes to enforce his rules with, like, the no super kicks and, like, no tope suicidas, but... Have you... You know, have Patrick you Bateman, he's the, showing up with the chainsaw. Have you ever seen the Texas Chainsaw Wrestling gimmick? Huh? There is a guy... Texas in, Chainsaw gimmick? ...in the 80s that legitimately dressed like Leatherface and wrestled in New Japan, and he swung a chainsaw, did pirouettes, and swung a chainsaw through the crowd. As he entered, I'll send you a video after this. It's that fucking sounds fucking awesome, gnarly. Dude. Sign me up for it's that. It's fucking awesome. Like it's terrifying. Like the entire crowd like runs from him when he comes out of the curtain because he's <laughs> legitimately spinning while he has a chainsaw running. It's fucking. Yeah, this sounds crazy. like my type of guy. Yeah, I'll send you a video after this. I can't remember his name, but legitimate scary, scary wrestler like that dude. And you know the old days, they weren't fucking around. If they accidentally chopped you in half, oh fucking well. Moxley's there for it. Moxley's absolutely there. He probably walked towards the guy. <laughs> he wants to bleed so bad. He is begging to bleed. Run it toward to him, man. Please, Full guys, sprint. just let me bleed. Every week he's like, okay, I have a match, so let me set this match up. I'm going to bleed. <laughs> All right, so in this spot, you're going to take my arm off. <laughs> and then you're going to beat me over the head with it until it draws blood. <laughs> oh, Moxley. Moxley, Moxley, Moxley. Moxley. So let me just give you the top three, then, I think, of peop that people would pick. So I'm assuming we'd go Michael, Jason, and Freddy. Who wins if you're the booker? Uh, if I'm booking. You, well, you Freddy's going to win if you're over. booking. But, like, if you're booking for what's best for business, let me put it that way. Not as a Freddy. Okay, okay. all right, all right. <laughs> so if Vince is booking this, all right, uh... You gotta He's going to put it on one of the big guys. Jason, Who, who's got bigger muscles, Jason Michael or Jason? Jason is essentially like, he's like Sid Vicious, right? Whereas mm -hmm. he's just annoying and strong and slow and 
nothing hurts him, and he just goes from company to company. He can't get fired, right? If Vince is booking this, he's going to throw like a really bad mama's boy gimmick on Jason. Oh, he's not going to no. get over. He's going to be stuck in the mid card. Michael's going over. Damn. <laughs> Who would you? So that's, golly, dude. I think you're right. And he definitely wouldn't put Freddie over because look what he did to our boy Bray. And Fre- hey, Freddie's the guy that like sh- should, you know, win the match. But like, you know, Vince is not down. Like he's like super short. He's... He's everybody's He's favorite, but they're not going to put him over. They're going to bury him. <laughs> What's your favorite Freddy movie? Oh, God. Uh, Is it Freddy vs. Jason? Because like it should be Freddy vs. Jason. I mean, that one's really up there. I do uh, very much enjoy that movie. I think the Rick and Morty character was just based off the Freddy vs. Jason. Do you know what I'm talking about? Scary Terry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just based off Freddy versus Jason's (laughs) version of Freddy. Like, he's just running around. He's like, listen here, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Come here, bitch. I love that. Dude, think about it. All right, all right. So, (laughs) Freddy Krueger comes out on wrestling. Like, live arena. Dude, he just says, welcome to prime time, bitch. Just imagine the pop. (laughs) The crowd goes nuts. He'd be a promo icon for sure. That's a definite thing, is he'd be a promo icon. You can't deny that he would be an excellent, excellent promo. Freddy's my world champion. <laughs> He's selling them tickets. I can't I need to hear a Freddy heel promo now. Like so bad. I mean honestly, just watch any of the movies. But <laughs> he does want a movie. Freddy needs to go over. I'm gonna watch Freddy vs. Jason. Gotta make tonight. Freddy look tonight. strong. It's going. It's going back tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch it tonight. I just convinced myself that I want to watch it again. Like, Damn, Freddy's my favorite wrestler. I want to <laughs> book. I want to book more of them into wrestling though. Like, I need like the is the Candyman a slasher for sure? It got to be a slasher, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so all in. great gimmick. Also very scary. Like he don't talk a whole lot though. So when he does talk, it's something important. Yeah, the only time he uses his Sol- voice solid mid card. Yeah, but he'd be a great <laughs> mid carder, man. He's the kind of mid carder that steals the steals the main event away. You know what I mean? Like he's very, very good. Like there's a bunch of speeches in that first one where he's just man, put it on a put it on a wax, my guy. Put it on wax. He'd give Freddie <laughs> a run for his money on a microphone. Oh man. Yeah, I, I'd like, uh, I'm putting him into my three. I love Candyman. Candyman might be one of my favorite scary movies of all time, honestly. One and two. They're both perfect it's movies. It's been so long since I've seen it. I need to go back and They're honestly, like, so out. everything from that era that wasn't, like, a campy slash em up slasher movie has aged poorly. Like, the first It has really, really aged poorly. Like, it isn't very good. It's hard to watch because special effects were terrible. You know what I mean? Kind of the set, like Hellraiser is kind of like that too. Like it's aged very, very well. And like those two movies, Candyman and Hellraiser, are like two of my favorites because it doesn't feel like they get older. Like a lot of movies, like it, it, it's just gotten so old so fast. Like I put it on for my kids the other day and they're like, this is awful. Listen, I just want to see a tag team with Pennywise and Doink the Clown. I'm here for it. Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Bourne might be more troubled than Doink wa- or than Pennywise's though. That's the scary part. <laughs> I just like, watched the be- dark side of the ring on him. <laughs> dude's a dude's a wild animal, isn't he? 
Yeah, he's some a, of those stories were a little out there. He's a wild animal. That was a great episode of Dark Side of the Ring. They have not let up at all. Uh, I haven't got to the one that aired yes or whenever this is coming out. I don't know, but I, the Abdullah the Butcher one recently aired. I haven't got to it yet. I'm going to probably try to knock that out soon. Man, oh, by the way, another really scary gimmick, Abdullah the Butcher. I think it's because he actually was scary, though, not because it was like a scary character. Yeah, because you don't want to get stabbed in the face with like a fork and get like, what, hepatitis C or whatever the I don't, he's got. I don't mind taking a power bomb. I don't mind taking a, a tombstone pile driver. You can F5 me if we want. I am not taking a fork to the forehead. I'm not doing Moxie's it. Moxie's like, put me in. <laughs> Mox loves it. Why don't you stick those barbecue skewers in my head, buddy? <laughs> it's just, dude, just relax. Like, don't you want your kids to have good pictures of you when you're at, when you're, they're a little bit older and you can post them on Facebook where your head's not all scratched up from constantly oh, sticking barbecue skewers and pizza cutters into your forehead? Sheesh. I don't know if this counts as horror, but uh, I just want to put over the gimmick of Mortis because oh, do look badass. Yeah, yeah, Canyon. Yeah, it was more like a Mortal Combat thing, if anything. But I dude, I love that. I thought it Mortis. was dope. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I thought that was dope. That was Canyon, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I really, really love that. That was a great looking. Honestly, they had the the ability to make that believable, though. Like, I don't know if that would work so well today. Not that Chris couldn't get it over because he was really, really. But at the good. time, like, yeah, for sure. But you also got to think that was an era of Power Rangers, and you know what I mean. Like, there was a lot of things as a kid, that, I I was all over that. Right, me too, me too. So I I gotta say, man, who's better though? You know, ain't nobody better. The dude could get nobody over better than like, Ken. <laughs> the dude could get over anything, like. His dark side of the ring was crazy. It's too. sad. That was a sad dark side of the ring, man. I sometimes like stuff like that really tears me up. Like you know, that poor guy, dude. It's just like everybody has these things where you feel like people wouldn't understand you, like insecurities and stuff. And he lived an entire life full of those, especially in that era. Right. So I couldn't. I couldn't even imagine putting myself in his shoes or trying to understand what he went through like that poor fucking guy dude like and he was so good at his job you know <laughs> like it, yeah it's a shame canyon never really uh he'd, he'd be in a got to where he'd he should be in aew today if he if he was still 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 around he'd be in aew that's today. an interesting thought he'd like be a perfect like... fit though like to be honest like with the influence he had on so many young wrestlers He'd be a great yeah. fit for AEW, like right now, like and obviously, like he's a little younger than the the crop of old dudes that they have running around. He could probably still wrestle. Like he he's a, probably around what Billy Gunn's age, you'd say. So like probably he probably could still run at it. Like man, rest in peace, dude. Do a great one. So speaking of that whole thing, there was something I was thinking about recently. All right, so you know, Draws passed away not that long. Yeah, ago. for sure. Rest in peace. So. Something I was thinking about is like, had Draws never had that accident, I really wonder what his wrestling career would have looked like. Because well, I don't know if he would have stayed in WWF much longer. He would have definitely had a gimmick change because the gimmick timed out on him, or timed at that style he had kind of timed out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it would have been a gimmick change, but that's not to say that he wouldn't have been successful. And honestly, he seems like. He would have probably bounced down to impact and been like an incredible impact personality. You know what I mean? Because that's the type of wrestler that a bunch of those, I would consider him and Rhino to be like 
the same aesthetic. You know what I mean? Like Rhino feels like an, a, a relic at this point. Like he never changed and he's just the exact same as he was in 1999. Yeah. I, I've always been a Rhino guy. I like Rhino. I don't want this to sound like yeah. I'm saying something bad about Rhino. If it works, no, 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 you're just keep saying, doing yeah. it. You know what I mean? If it works, keep doing it. But I think that like, it feels like WWE is always trying to be the edge of, um, what the kids think is popular. You know what I mean? Let's hop on whatever the new thing is and we'll, we'll do that. And like, Sometimes like stuff like uh, thrash and you know mosh, they don't exactly oh, translate headbangers. the headbangers. <laughs> they don't exactly translate to you know 2023. Hey man, people need to get with the program. Real men wear skirts. <laughs> I love those guys. I ran them into the ground on WWF Warzone. Believe <laughs> it or not, like, and I know I'm the yeah, only one the that played that in America, but man, love that shit. Love that shit. Yo, did I have I talked to you since I grabbed like all those old N64 games? Uh, I don't believe so. So I've gotten like World Tour and No Mercy in the last like few months. And like as a kid, I was not a WCW guy. Man, whole new world. Yeah, those games are uh, way I mean, better. I still play them all the time today. Way better than way better than than uh, Warzone is. Who better? Was, Canyon's <laughs> better. Canyon is always. You can play as Canyon in those games. <laughs> And I can, uh, the thing is, like, say? life just needs to be easier. Like, those games are great because they're easy to run. And it's the same with these types of gimmick. Like, they're not hard to run. They just need to be ran the right way in the right direction. Which is why so, so many of them work and so many of them don't work. You know what I mean? Like, you try to yeah. steer him in a direction of capitalism. Like we said, capitalism always wins. And that's why Bray Wyatt didn't work. So I don't know, man. There's a there's an interesting line to this, though, is how far is too far? How far are people willing to believe in something before it's like, OK, you didn't give me exactly what I wanted in typical Bray Wyatt fa- fashion, though. I feel like that happened to Freddie, too. Right. That last movie was complete butt. So you're saying they didn't book Freddie, right? Right. Right. <laughs> they didn't book Freddie. Right. And that might be because they removed D- Dave England. Maybe Vince wrote the script. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the movie. It's very possible. <laughs> no, this new Freddy movie is good shit, pal. Did you did you like it? I didn't even see the new Freddy movie. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, fair enough. Well, you have homework now, so I yeah, like I guess. You. So as a Freddy guy, though, there might be a reason that you would like it. Like you have like an attachment to Freddy, so it's possible. That I you'd should like probably it. watch it. I just I didn't like it because it felt like. It didn't feel like the old one. You know what I mean? And I guess you could kind of do that with the Halloween movies, too. Like, the first couple were good, but the last one they made, it just didn't feel like Michael Myers. I did actually watch the remakes of Halloween, though. The first, the Rob Zombie ones, the first couple were good. No, I'm talking about, well, I did watch those as well, but I'm talking about the more recent ones. It's rough. And they were a dumpster fire. Right, it's rough. And, like... (laughs) It, it kind of feels like at a point that they're just continuing on something. So the idea in that is quit while you're fucking ahead. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do need to go to uh, riding on a motorcycle with Limp Biscuit backing you up. Dude, like one of my friends is like one of the biggest Halloween fans. And he was just like dying on the hill of like defending these new movies. I'm like, dude, you're on bath salts. Like, not, these movies not are good. not good. They're not good. There's movies. so many plot holes. Right. Uh, and I, I don't know, man. 
Well, don't get me started. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just I think that there's a place for this type of stuff, and when it works, man, does it work? I that's why I guess that I have like grown accustomed to kind of falling in line with these types of characters. Like I always uh, always kind of seem to try and give them the the benefit of the doubt because I think that this type of thing is important for wrestling, though. These types of characters are needed in wrestling to break up the monotony monotony of big men slapping meat. One hundred percent. And not that there's a problem occasionally with big men slapping meat, but maybe once in a while we could get away from the Goldbergs and we could use more of the Bray Wyatts.